Welcome to Gav Session. My name is Gavin Foster, and I am a K-8 music teacher from Ontario, Canada. I love music, I love technology, I love my job, and I love sharing my successes and my learning. Check it out, and thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Gav Session. Uh, in this episode today, I'm going to be talking about uh, what the future of this podcast looks like and kind of what my uh, hopes and dreams are in terms of where this podcast will go and what you'll get out of it. I am Gavin Foster. I am an elementary school music teacher from Ontario, Canada. So the first part of today's podcast, and I'm hoping uh, the first part of uh, every podcast, is going to be um, me sharing a little with you uh, about what my students are performing right now. So, um, in Canada today, in Ontario, it is Sunday, November the 11th, which is Remembrance Day. Uh, and of course, it not being a school day, um, our school had to do our Remembrance Day assembly last Friday. So, on Friday, uh, a group of students who are involved in my choir, these are students uh, in grades four, five, six, seven, and eight, um, we've been working hard for our Remembrance Day ceremony. Um, getting a performance ready of a song called War Child, uh, which was written by the Irish band The Cranberries and the lead singer uh, Dolores O'Riordan, uh, the late lead singer Dolores O'Riordan, who passed away um, January 15th of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we performed a song called War Child. Um, I had this kind of brainwave. I guess in September about using this piece of music. Uh, it's a song that I've known since I was a teenager and I've listened to it on and off again. And I just thought, I wonder what it would sound like if this song was performed by a group of children. The song is called war child and it's about being, you know, sort of mindful around the children of war who are kind of caught in the middle of a fighting that's going on. And I thought, I wonder what would happen if I had children perform this piece of music. And so I introduced it to the kids. Uh, it's not a, not a complicated melody or anything. And uh, within about five minutes, I knew we had something special. Um, the first time my students sang it through, I got chills up and down my spine. Uh, I remember calling in uh, one of my uh, uh, partner teachers who's actually running the Remembrance Day Assembly with me. And I said, you've got to hear this. And uh, she came in and was moved to tears instantly. And I remember sitting the choir down and saying, you know what, guys, um, today, right now, is the worst you are ever going to sound. This is the first day you've learned this song. So every performance from here on in will be better. And uh, and it just got it got really, really good. And we were able to couple it with uh, a slideshow of some uh, very tame, non-disturbing images uh, of children from war-torn countries. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start the podcast today by letting you listen to a little bit of uh, of War Child as performed by my grade four, five, six, seven, and eight choir. So have a listen.
Oh man, I know they're my own students, but every time I hear that song, I still get chills up and down my spine. I just think they did such an amazing job uh, bringing attention to the fact that there are uh, so many people in our world who are victims of war without actually being part of the conflict. And I think they did a, a really uh, superb job bringing that song, uh, bringing that song to life. And I hope that uh, uh, Dolores's family uh, are proud of what we did. And I hope that uh, if Dolores is somewhere listening, she liked it as well. Cause I just thought uh, they did a fantastic job. <clears throat> anyway, um, the second part of, uh, of my podcast today uh, is going to actually um, come a little later on. Um, the second part of the podcast, I want to talk about sort of some things that have come up this week uh, in my class uh, in sort of regards to um, the third part of my podcast, which I'm actually going to do out of order today. So the, the third part of my podcast is where I want to talk about a specific project that, uh, that I'm working on right now. And I want to talk about that right now because that's going to be the focus of uh, sort of the whole podcast from start to finish, at least this season of it. So... <clears throat> I can't really begin talking about this without talking about Brian Ham. Uh, Brian Ham is the director of innovation uh, at a school in Monterey, Mexico. I met Brian Ham in October. He was doing a, a keynote address at a Google workshop I was attending, uh, and he did this fantastic uh, uh, keynote address. If you ever get a chance to see Brian, you got to listen to him speak. It's great, but. Uh, he told a story that really resonated with me. Um, he told a story about a class he was teaching years ago, uh, a social studies class. I think they were middle school students, uh, and they were predominantly Aboriginal students. And he said, uh, I remember teaching the class and I remember that the kids were, you know, were pretty cool kids and we had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun and they really seemed to respect me. And he's like, we seem to get along. And then uh, I'd kind of get the impression that they were listening to me when I was teaching. But then when we would go to a test or something, uh, he said, my students would, would all fail, would all flounder. And so he said, one day I approached the kids and I said, uh, what's the problem? And he said, they kind of came back with a resounding, you suck, Mr. Ham. And, uh, and he said, I tried not to take offense to it. And then the kids kind of corrected themselves and said, okay, well, well, you don't suck, but, uh, but your, your, your teaching sucks. And he said, oh, oh. And then the kids kind of came back again and said, well, not your teaching, but like what you're teaching sucks. And he was like, really? You guys don't like learning about this or that or this country or this war or this trouble? This stuff's kind of cool. And they said, okay, Mr. Ham, social studies sucks. And he said, when he finally got to the, the root of the cause, he said the students didn't have any connection to the material in the curriculum. There was nothing in the textbooks he was using. There was nothing in the curriculum that he was using that seemed to connect to these kids. And so he said, we started looking at some Aboriginal history and started looking at the history of treaties in Canada and started looking at the history of the Aboriginal community uh, in the city where they were from, which I believe was Winnipeg. And he said, once the students kind of started looking at their own story and their own history, um, social studies kind of came alive for them and they started to perform better and they started to do better. And they actually came up with some really cool projects to help their own community once they started to learn about the history of their community and what they could do to be better at it. And his whole, um, his whole purpose in his keynote address was talking about um, sort of purposeful and meaningful education, finding something that spoke to children. 
And I remember leaving his workshop and thinking, Oh, that was really inspiring. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I long for the days when I could be like a history teacher or something and be able to, uh, to do something like he did. But I was like, but as a music teacher, I'm kind of prescribed and I'm going to go back to school and my kids are going to, my grade sevens are going to start learning their instruments for the first time this week. And we're going to, you know, go through and play hot cross buns and Mary had a little lamb and all those sort of beginning things you learn on an instrument. Because of course the Monday after this conference, uh, my, my grade sevens were to start their instruments. We've been working on it for about a month. So, uh, I got back to school on the Monday, uh, or, or actually the Sunday night before I got to school, I went and did some checking of my, uh, my online classroom, my Google classroom. And I noticed that all the work that was supposed to come in, uh, before I handed out the instruments hadn't come in. And this one particular class of grade sevens hadn't handed in the pre-work they had to do for me to give them their instruments Monday morning. And they hadn't filled out the sort of Google form online selecting what instrument they wanted to do. And they hadn't done any of this pre-work that all the kids were supposed to do. So I was first of all, very, very angry. And I was like, man, I'm so upset that these kids didn't do any work. And then uh, this is a group of kids who for the last few years, I've had a difficult time uh, getting assignments out of them. And so I just was, I planned to kind of go in Monday morning guns blazing and, uh, you know, berate these kids for not doing their work. And then I think I kind of woke up in the middle of the night, Sunday night, early Monday morning. And I thought back to Brian Ham, and I said, I just, I wonder if for some reason these kids just aren't connecting to the concepts I'm pitching them, the concept of learning an instrument. Uh, or if it's just that I'm giving them the wrong tools to access it. Or I, I, I had all these questions about what the kids were doing and how they were going to relate to my curriculum. And so I thought, I'm going to try something on Monday morning. Uh, I'm going to get the kids together instead of sitting in like our rows, whatever. I'm going to sit uh, in a circle with the kids. We're going to do kind of like a, like, a, like a circle chat. And we're going to kind of talk about their thoughts and their feelings and their ideas. And so that's what we did. We got to school Monday morning. Uh, all the chairs in my room were set up in a circle and I kind of put all these kids into uh, a circle and we started talking uh, about what our year was going to look like in music. Anyhow, so I sat the students down and I said, listen guys, based on um, the work that's come in over the last few days, or actually the work that hasn't come in, um, I said, I came in today kind of with the idea of, of giving you guys a very stern lecture about how you hadn't done your work. But then it occurred to me, I said, I never actually asked you if you wanted to play an instrument or not. And uh, so I said, I'm going to ask you right now, kind of put your hand up. How many of you actually want to learn an instrument? And I guess about maybe half of the class put their hand up at that point. And so I said, well, let me ask you this instead. I said, if we could do something different this year, other than learning to play an instrument, um, who would like to try something different? And one kid put a hand up and said, well, what do you mean something different? What does that mean? What does that look like? And I said, well, no, no, no. I said, like, I said, let me rephrase this. I said, you guys and I, we are going to have about 36 classes together by the time the year is done. And I said, I want you to enjoy your grade seven year in music. I want you to have 36 classes you're going to enjoy. So I said, you tell me, I had a plan for you guys to do, you know, 30 
three classes of playing instruments. But I said, because we're about three classes in at that point, I said, if, uh, if that's not what you want to do, like, what do you want to spend your 36 weeks doing? And uh, I kind of got crickets. This class isn't really well known for, uh, for telling me what they want to do. So I kind of asked a few more ways and a few more times, and I did some kind of closed eye voting and things like that. And then eventually I kind of got a couple people interested and I, and they told me that, uh, you know, you can't play music that they enjoy on our band instruments. I said, what do you enjoy? And, uh, they labeled a whole bunch of artists I'd never heard of before. And then, uh, I kind of said, okay, well, these sound to me like hip hop music. So how many people here would say they like hip hop music? And then I got sort of most of the class with their hands up. And I said, okay. So I said, if I could find a way to have you guys create something that was kind of like hip hop, who'd be into that? And I got a few more hands up. And then I had another student say, well, uh, you know, we, uh, we like rap. And I said, okay. So I said, has anyone here ever tried to rap? And then a few of my sort of, uh, class clowns rapped a little bit and, uh, kind of didn't get past the first sentence before they collapsed into laughter. And I said, okay, well, so, you know, I, I picked a few of my more vocal boys and I said, if I was going to try to find a project that was going to have you guys rap, I said, can I count on you? And they kind of looked at me and I said, like, do you think you would rap? Would you rap in front of your friends? And again, they kind of laughed and spouted out a few little silly rhymes and, and a couple of curse words. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like I said, if we went through a project where you had to create some sort of rap, would you work at it and learn to rap? And one of my boys, uh, who I'm going to call Bart, he said, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd figure that out. Sure. And I said, okay. And we, it kind of took us the whole 40 minutes to get to an answer, but basically <clears throat> I kind of got a few things out of them. So what they want to do with their year, they would like to create music. They would like to create music that kind of falls into the sort of hip hop like genre. There are a handful of people in the class, maybe six or seven who have zero interest in music, but would be interested in creating some sort of dance to go along with whatever hip hop we're writing. Um, one of our boys who again is kind of a class clown, kind of a joker. He said, wouldn't it be awesome if we could, you know, instead of coming to class one day, we all go down to McDonald's and we like perform our rap at McDonald's while we were there. And I kind of took that and I said, well, so I said, let me just take a step back. I, we we're just up the street from like a strip mall at McDonald's. So I kind of, uh, took a step back and said, so now you're talking about creating something and then going and performing it for somebody. And then one of the other kids in my class said, well, what if we were like, uh, kind of raising money for something? What if we were like, you know, saying, you know, uh, we're going to rap and you're going to, you're going to throw money in our hat and we're going to like, uh, you know, give it to somebody. And they came up with something that wasn't really a charity, but I kind of said, hold on now you're onto something. So I said, you want to find some sort of cause that we're interested in and you want to create music kind of about it or for it. And then you want to go into the community and see if we can like raise money for something. And then I got a lot more kind of like, yeah, okay. Like let's, let's talk about this. 
And so I finished up the 40 minute class and I said, uh, okay guys, like I'm, I'm willing to, to go out on a limb and try this. So let's look at this. And I said, you guys go away and think about what we talked about today and I'll come back to you next week with an idea or two. And so, uh, we all separated, we all left and, uh, I was kind of feeling really excited about it. And then a few seconds later, cause I kind of lost track of my time. My next class arrived, uh, and the room was already kind of sitting with all the chairs in the circle. So I said, oh, well, you know, while you're here, let's just sit in this circle. So the grade next grade seven class all came in. They all sat down and this was a class of kids who are much higher achieving. Uh, a class of kids that are generally sort of level threes across the board, exactly what I was expecting a, a grade seven class to do. Uh, the previous class is kind of like level ones and twos across the board. They're generally pretty below your provincial standard for grade seven. And I've got a few kids with some sort of uh, uh, literacy issues and a few kids with some learning disabilities and several kids with some uh, sort of severe behavior issues and that kind of stuff. Anyway, so the second class comes in. And uh, I kind of pulled up my computer and said, oh, it looks like about, you know, 30% of this class hadn't done their work for instruments either. And the other sort of 70% had. So I said, I'm going to ask you guys a question. And I said, I actually asked this question of the class right before you. And I said, you know, of all the things we could do for our 33 classes together or whatever, uh, you know, I told you guys we're going to learn instruments. And most of you have done the work to learning instruments. And I said, I'm going to give you a chance to tell me if there's something you would rather do with our year. And so I kind of had the exact same circle talk with them. Uh, it went a little better because the kids were a bit more respectful and they were a little better at generating ideas. But the long and short of it is by the end of that class, these guys said to me, they wanted to hear stories that are being told through music they want to find out how music can be used to express a story. And then they wanted to find a story, perhaps a story that had never been told or a story that desperately needed to be told, perhaps even one of their own stories. They wanted to work at creating some music to set it, uh, to set it to music and to be able to tell the story. And they also had this sort of community involvement fundraising component where they were like, and what if we sort of performed this as a way to bring recognition and understanding to a story that never gets told? And I said almost the same thing. I said, okay, guys, if that's what you want to do, I support that. And I said, uh, how about you guys think on it for a bit and I'll come back to you next week with some ideas and we'll go from there. And so all of a sudden in one day, I went from having my year sort of totally planned out with grade seven. And I had like my long range plans all done. And even some of my like shorter range plans all done um, to going in totally blind, totally brand new into this new, really bizarre world of teaching music where I have no organization and no plan. And I'm going somewhere I've never gone before. And these grade sevens are like, let's just kind of see where we go with this and let's try to create something new and different. And I was really excited. I kind of thought this is what Brian Ham is talking about. Maybe I can get something really interesting out of this. And so, um, that's kind of the point of this podcast. I want to be talking every week about what I've done with these two groups of kids who couldn't be sort of farther apart, uh, on the spectrum of children. I've got a group of, uh, sort of haves and a group of have nots. I've got a group of kids that are kind of 
you know, level three or four across the board and a group of kids that are kind of level one and two across the board. I've got a group of kids who generally with a little bit of prodding will hand in whatever assignment I put in front of them. And I've got a group of kids who have turned in virtually zero work in two years. Um, and I'm really, really interested to see what comes out of this. And I've got a few particular uh, kids in general who I am uh, kind of focusing on. So in the one class I mentioned Bart, um, Bart is a kid who doesn't really care about anything or anyone except himself. Bart spends three quarters of his week in the principal's office or at home on some sort of suspension like thing. Bart is obnoxious. He is mouthy. He swears. He doesn't really care about people's feelings. He says mean things. He gets into fights. He doesn't turn in any work. He probably has some sort of uh, learning issues going on. He doesn't have uh, the greatest home life from what I understand. And uh, he was one of my kids who said, yeah, I'll rap if you want me to rap. So I want to see if I can get him to care about anything. The, uh, the What I would love to see would be to have him take this course and actually say, I'm going to work at it. I'm going to produce something. And if it's not good enough, I'm going to revise it. I'm going to go through that creative process with him and see if I can get him to be creative. Um, and in my other class, I have a student who just for argument's sake, I'm going to call Lisa. Uh, and Lisa was the one who came up with the idea about um, investigating stories that had never been told or stories that needed to be told and finding a way that music can assist in telling a story. And so I kind of am taking Bart and Lisa as my two uh, sort of stars of this podcast. I want to see where we go with this and what we get out of it. Um, so I'm going to be changing uh, names to uh, protect the uh, anonymity of my students. In some cases, I'm going to be altering genders when I speak about them, just to try to keep things uh, similar. And I'm going to try to use, just because it's going to make me chuckle. I'm going to try to use names from uh, the Simpsons. So Bart Simpson's class is grade four at Springfield elementary and Lisa Simpson's class is grade three at Springfield elementary. So I've got a little Wikipedia page up now with all the names of the students from their class. And I'm, you know, if I need to refer to a student by name, I'm going to be using uh, names from these various Simpsons characters just to kind of, as I say, protect the uh, anonymity of my students. But I'm really excited to see what happens here. And this is what the podcast is going to follow. Um, so right now it is November the 11th and I started this project, I guess about a month ago, I guess about uh, early to mid October. I am partway through the sort of beginning stages of the project. We've had maybe four classes in those four classes. I've had a couple of great successes. I've had a couple of huge embarrassing failures uh, for myself as a teacher. And so I'm really hoping that uh, over the next few days, I'll kind of get us caught up as to where we are now. And this will be the third part of my podcast. That we'll be talking about this particular project each week and where we're going with it. So if this sounds interesting to you, if you like the idea of taking sort of your curriculum and standing it on its head and going into uh, a whole year kind of totally blind and, and just kind of making it up as you go and having the students kind of learn with you and create your learning expectations and create your sort of... Um, assessment tasks and your learning tasks, then by all means, keep checking me out. Cause I'm going to see where this takes us throughout the course of the year. And yeah, that's the sort of, uh, 
as I say, the third part of my weekly podcast will be talking about these guys. Uh, and I, I told you I flipped it today. The second part of my podcast, I'm hoping to sort of talk about anything new or interesting or, or maybe teaching wise or planning wise that's come out of this project um, from the previous week, any kind of reflecting I've done that's moved forward. And that's where I'm going to go now. I'm going to talk about something that's come up this week actually as a result of Remembrance Day. And uh, we're going to be taking this with us when we come to class this week and see uh, and see where this new idea takes us. So yeah, I will talk to you about that right now. Yeah, so right now I'm going to be doing our sort of uh, second weekly segment of the show, third. But anyway, um, I want to talk about Francine. So Francine is a girl in uh, in Lisa's class. So she's from my sort of higher grade seven class. Um, Francine is a girl who, um, uh, she's a student who's always been good at doing her work. She's always been pretty quick at getting into me what, uh, what she has to get into me. And, uh, and she's always been very pleasant, not overly outgoing and loud, but very, very pleasant. Uh, anyway, uh, Francine's, uh, family, uh, had made a call to the school this week and said, uh, you know, they wanted to know what was being taught around Remembrance Day, and uh, was there any way that uh, the teachers could reach out to her? So, um, uh, Francine's two sort of homeroom teachers reached out and said uh, they hadn't done much with Remembrance Day, and then someone reached out to me and said, "I know your class is doing Remembrance Day. Can you please call this mom?" So I, I called Francine's mom, and uh, it turns out that Francine's family and I didn't know anything about this were uh, were of German descent. And that uh, totally unbeknownst to me and not really have any, having anything to do with my class, uh, Francine, who's in grade seven, had been getting kind of bullied by some peers saying that, uh, well, her family is all Nazis anyway because they are German. Um, and so mom had asked kind of what what type of work I had done with the class around Remembrance Day. So I said, uh, you know, I haven't done anything dealing with Nazi Germany hardly and, and uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever issues – are happening. I'm appalled by, but they're not something that's sort of coming up in my room. Uh, and she said, that's kind of seems about right. Like she, it didn't sound like it was coming out of me, but, um, she had said that, uh, the mother had said that her parents, uh, had lived in Nazi Germany and were there during the war and, uh, and weren't members of the Nazi party, but were Germans living in Germany during the war. And, uh, Shortly after the war, they had uh, immigrated to Canada, and uh, she said she, the mother, had been born in Canada, and you know, subsequently, all the all the grandchildren and stuff had. Um, but she had said, you know, I understood uh, from her point of view as a woman, probably in her in her thirties or forties. She's like, I understand uh, growing up that a lot of students uh, and their parents had a lot of bias and a lot of anger, and referred to her as Nazis growing up, but she said, I never thought that my uh, children would have to be going through that as well. Um, and so she said, I'd kind of hoped we'd move past that as a society, but it turns out uh, we hadn't. So I was pretty upset and pretty appalled. And I said, uh, you know, I'm really sorry about that. And then she kind of said to me, she goes, uh, you know, my daughter has mentioned to me, Francine has told me about, um, your sort of idea about picking stories that haven't been told or stories that people don't know or stories that need to be told and finding a way to tell them. And I kind of, you know, said, yeah, and talked to her a bit about the project. And she said, how would you feel about me uh, sending in some information about um, Germans growing up during world war two 
whose family were not members of the Nazi party, but who were there during the war as part of it. And I, I was immediately really excited because I said, this is a, this is a story that someone, uh, is very personal to someone in our class. It's a story that will give my students a perspective that I'm guessing most of them have never had before. And I was really excited about it because a lot of what I want to do with these groups when we're talking about storytelling is to say like, let's look at somebody else's perspective. Let's look at this story that you know all too well about say World War II. So what does it look like from a German's perspective who was there. And I'm really kind of excited to bring this to our students this week. And I'm really kind of excited. Uh, I, I really hope that this, uh, this parent does reach out to me with an actual um, story to tell or that, or even Francine herself uh, kind of has the, the, the gumption to stand up and say, I'd like to tell a, a bit of a story about my family. I don't know if Francine will or not, but uh, I'm really excited to hear about this. And, uh, and yeah, I, this is kind of where this week is going for me. So, um, this is what our podcast is going to look like. Uh, I hope I'm going to hopefully play a little clip of what students in my class or in my school are doing musically right now. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about maybe some planning or some learning that I'm doing around this sort of new project. And then I'd like to spend the bulk of my podcast talking about this uh, new project I'm embarking on this year where I have these two grade seven classes who, um, are going to just sort of break down the walls of Ontario music education and find a way to, um, to create something um, musically. And I think we're going to be using a fair amount of uh, technology to do it. So if this is something that interests you, please check it out. Again, a big shout out to Brian Ham for giving me uh, a place to start. Uh, and, and, a, and a motivation to start another really big shout out this week is going to Stephen Hurley. Uh, so Stephen Hurley is uh, kind of in charge of a website called voiceed.ca, V-O-I-C-E-D.ca. Um, this is a place where you can get all kinds of podcasts and discussions and uh, other things around education in, uh, in our world. It's kind of going global. He says there is a weekly interview with Australia this morning. He told me he was up at uh, 3 a.m our time talking to someone in Egypt. Uh, but yeah, so check out voiceed.ca. Uh, they have reached out to me and they are interested in putting the Gav sessions right here on voiceed.ca. So I'm really excited to be part of it. Uh, they say there's going to be some live streams coming out. There's going to be some uh, weekly or bi-weekly uh, group chats where people can kind of call in and talk to some of the moderators of panels and things. And yeah, I'm really excited to get my chance to talk about arts education and arts advocacy, uh, sort of through this, uh, voice ed lens. So thank you so much to, uh, to Stephen Hurley and the people from voice ed for believing in uh, the Gav session podcast. All right, guys, thank you so much. This is my second session in one week, and, uh, I will talk to you a little later on with where we are at. Thank you so much and have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out this week's Gav session. If you liked what you heard, be sure to check out all of my podcasts available from the Anchor app or from Anchor FM. Anybody can make a podcast in just a few minutes from Anchor FM. If you like what you heard today, please check out the rest of my online personality. You can message me on Twitter at GavSession or check me out at GavSession.com or YouTube.com slash GavSession. Thanks for stopping by.